Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Oh, we did it, folks. Come on. It's Friday morning. This is the second week now where we've done our morning rush hour. Are you guys enjoying it? December 8th, 2023. We had Bachelor in Paradise finale last night. Oh, the fans are upset. No reunion show. What's up with that? No confronting people with a live studio audience. Uh, we're going to get into a light recap of that. Plus, of course, crazy other news in the Bachelor world and some non-Bachelor content. But you know what I want to do first is I want to I want to lighten the mood up here. And we've got an article here that Mariah Carey sends flowers to Brenda Lee. Congrats on number one Christmas hit 65 years later. Mariah Carey might be the queen of Christmas, but she's still a good sport. Sending Brenda Lee flowers after the singer top, topped the charts with her holiday hit 65 years after it was recorded. Brenda, known for her classic Christmas track, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, shared Mariah's gesture on Instagram Thursday, showing off a bouquet with a handwritten note from Mariah, one that wishes her a Merry Christmas and a big congrats for her historic number one. As reported, Brenda's holiday tune became a star on the top of Billboard's Hot 100 list Monday, the first time it's had the honor since its release back in 1958. Shockingly, Brenda was only 13 when she recorded the hit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Brenda Lee with the number one Billboard Hot 100 song, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Rockin' around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rockin' around Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit ring. Later we'll have some pumpkin pie and we'll do some caroling. You will get us in a little feeling when you hear voices singing, let's be jolly deck. Those with boughs of holly. You guys sing with me? A Christmas tree and a happy holiday. Everyone dancing merrily in the new old-fashioned way. The song has been creeping its way up the top in recent years, and the 78-year-old singer finally put out a long-overdue music video for the song last month. She also sang her track while taking to the skies much to the delight of her fellow airplane passengers. That's right, she sang this song. Hold on, we'll get... You know what, I'll tell you what. Let's save this song. We're going to save this song as we've been doing, and we'll end the episode on that. But we actually have here a video where she sang this song in an airplane while it was flying to the delight of airplane passengers. Have a listen to this. Okay, so this is her... Okay, just so you know, this is recorded from the back of an airplane. Uh, whilst, you know, I don't know, Delta, what is this, right? She's singing the song through the uh, the flight attendant microphone, and everyone here is videoing it with their phones. So 
so then look, let's cut to the end and hear the crowd applause. All right. Uh, you know, so some people might not have known what they're like. Who's this old bag singing a song here? That's that is the number one from the Hot 100 list. There singing her song "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree" by Brenda Lee. So it's never too late, folks. She wrote. She sang this song when she was 13. How incredible! All right. Well, let's jump right into Bachelor in Paradise news. If you don't want to know what happened last night, like if God forbid you didn't catch the episode yet and you're gonna watch it on your lunch break, just skip ahead five minutes. I'm all, I'm not even going to cover it for that long. We had, but I'm going to do it right now. We had a very tame finale, a three-hour finale of Bachelor in Paradise. Normally, when you go three hours, they'll have like the two-hour finale, and then they'll have like, I don't know, an hour live chat or whatever. I don't know if it's because of the production schedule with Golden Bachelor. I have no idea, but or maybe they didn't get the time slot. I truly don't know, but there was no live after show. And I think we could have used that. Uh, but we had two engagements, right? We had Eliza and Aaron got engaged. Uh, and then we had Kat Izzo and John Henry. Kat Izzo and John Henry still together. Although Eliza and Aaron, I don't know if you guys know something I don't. I didn't understand what happened, uh, right? Uh, Aaron was getting ready to propose. And she, and she said, I didn't even know what I was going to say at the altar. But so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if ugh, it kind of feels to me. And again, this might be projecting. It kind of feels to me that she might be in that season of her life where when a guy decides to be all in on her, she doesn't want him. Cause it kind of feels like that's what happened with Rodney, right? What do I know? Maybe, maybe this is a different story. Either way, happy that John Henry and Kat Izzo are doing fine. I know she had a hell of a few months here in the final episode. She talked about her dad having four wives, which, you know, no, no offense, Kat, but I think my dad had five, maybe six. My dad, I'm not at the same time, but my dad could not keep a lady. Let me tell you that. Um, but either nice guy, I guess, uh, sometimes, but, uh, rest in peace. Uh, but, uh, she also talked about, I guess maybe living in a group home, leaving her home at 17. Uh, no one in her family had stayed together. So just tough times out there. A lot of people commented, Oh, I actually feel bad for her now that I know her story. And I hate, I hate that people have to know each other's stories to feel bad for them. That's how empathy works, right? You, you see Kat as just some hot girl and you don't think that, well, she probably comes from a place like we all do of damage of despair and we can treat them kindly. And I know, I know what people say, well, she needed, uh, the blowback in order to learn her lesson or whatever, you know, but, uh, but again, I think just watching it all play out on her own would have been a lesson enough and not needing the scorn of the internet. All I hope though, is that John Henry and Kat continue to prosper as a couple. And I wish them the best. The most surprising part of the sort of end of paradise recap was the show mentioning that Braden Bowers and Christina Mandrell are together. We're going to cover this more on YouTube today as we're going to have a full video of the hard lunch. But it looks like Braden's on his way to Tennessee to see Christina. They've been dating and it looks pretty hot and heavy. I mean, they shared Instagram reels. They fully hard launched. Good for them. Braden of charity season and Christina, I believe, of Zach Shell Cross's season. So very happy for them. Much more to come regarding that story. And I'm sure throughout the day, we'll have more on Bachelor in Paradise as couples release statements. We'll, we'll hear from Mercedes and Jess and all these others. So I'm sure we'll have full updates, at least by the afternoon rush hour, to catch everyone up on that story. All right, I tell you what, uh, we're, we're going to have to address the elephant in the room, that being the Clayton Eckerd scandal that just doesn't seem to end. We'll have that story next. Well, for those of you that don't know me too well, 
Uh, I've done stand-up comedy for the last 11 years. I've had various different podcasts and other creative projects. I've even been in Oscar-winning movies. And I've studied improv and sketch comedy and done man-on-the-street videos and so many other things. And the point why I'm sort of laying that foundation of where I come from is that sometimes I think I sell me being cool and aloof when I'm actually not. And I want to make it very clear that I do not take this story lightly and no jokes or comments made about this story are because I take it lightly. Uh, Clayton Eckert has been accused of being the father of two unborn twins. We know this story. I've covered it ad nauseum. I feel the need to uh, sort of cover it even more in depth because there may be new eyeballs or earballs, as they were, on this podcast in, in uh, the uh, subsequent YouTube video I'm going to be making later today. But part of covering this story has been due to the help of hundreds, if not thousands of people online, coming to truths, cross-examining the lady that accuses Clayton of being the father of unborn twins. Like I said, the article that was leaked in The Sun, which was very easy to, you know, sort of distinguish who it was. She, she, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why she leaked this article and shared as much information about herself as she did, but it was enough to have an article. I, and I, I kind of feel like the son maybe didn't want to share the article without letting the audience kind of put the pieces together. They clearly started a mess because in no place in the article did they say that they believed her, but her claims were that Clayton was dodging these paternity tests and uh, she was afraid for the safety of her unborn twins and she cont- contacted Scottsdale police and she ended up getting a restraining order against him. He has an injunction against harassment against her, which essentially means they both have cross-restraining orders against each other will this mean she's uh will this new article she wrote mean she's sort of violating that uh harassment order against her by clayton i'm really not sure she's of course suing me for a, for a harassment for all of the videos that i've made regarding this subject um so am i cool calm and aloof well i think i'll get some sleep tonight but i also have to say it feels like a thousand pound weight is sitting on my chest right now. Um, I am anxious. I am not afraid of her, but I'm afraid of the sort of weaponization of victimhood that I feel like is happening here. Now, it appears to me that there is a coalition of people that support my content that I've made. Uh, At no place whatsoever have I said her name or shared her image. I want no harm done to her whatsoever. In fact, I I feel like the only good outcome here would be if she gets, um, you know, help in whichever way a professional could find help for her. Uh, I say all that because um, it is essentially a hit piece about me on a blog I don't want to drive any traffic to it. If you can hang tight, I will be sharing a video of it today. And I've had people say, oh, Dave, you're monetizing your content on this lady. And to be quite honest, monetizing my content seems to be the only anecdote to the overly litigious uh, court hearings and nonstop uh, legal threats that come my way. I have received, I don't know, dozens pushing on hundreds of messages from her. I have told her, stop emailing me. Uh, she now has to email my lawyer 
And not only that, she submitted, I don't know, uh, an, in, uh, an investigation request to the, to the Federal Bureau of Fraud and Corruption uh, prosecutions to the point where my lawyer has been on the phone with a district attorney. This is an incredible, in my eyes, and in my opinion, abuse of resources. And it's not, it's not, it's not right, guys. It's not fair. You know, what I've learned about myself is this. If I see a shopping cart in the middle of the street, it goes back. It goes back to the shopping cart space. You know what I mean? If someone kicks down a bird scooter and it's in the sidewalk and it's blocking the path of someone who might need a wheelchair or something, I pick it up. Now, if I feel like a supermarket is charging too much for organic potatoes and I have a self-checkout, I might ring those up as inorganic. I might I might save a dollar there. Oh, Dave's a th theft. My point being is where I feel like there is an injustice, I'll act on that. And I feel like there's an injustice with the supermarkets because all these supermarkets are profiting off of this supermarket inflation and getting rid of cashiers. So steal some pistachios while you're out there. Fight the man. Now, you wouldn't want to do that to a mom and pop shop. My point being is I, I didn't realize this about myself. And it's not a pat on my back. I just, I, I, I must have some gene code inside of me that doesn't want to take shit from people when I feel like they're abusing the system. I come from a single mom. She remarried to my stepdad, who's an awesome guy. My mom was a fighter. My dad was at the very least mentally abusive. He had PTSD, which they used to call shell shock. Uh, from his fighting multiple tours in the Vietnam War, a terrible war, a war that saw people not getting the mental health they needed. And in multiple times, he couldn't keep uh, a family together. And it was the saddest thing to hear about. And I say it was the saddest thing to hear about because I didn't even meet certain siblings of mine till I was an adult, till I was over 18, who might actually listen to this show. Um, everyone that came from my father, you know, with his other wives, he had five different wives at different times. But the point, I, the point that I'm trying to make is my mom was a fighter. She was a victim. She fought like hell to make a life for her and for her two kids, two kids. She was under the age of 23 with two new, two, two young kids. My sister and I are Irish twins. We were born 11 and a half months apart. And I saw my mom be a victim and never play the victim. I saw her work her ass off with no child support, no help, very little help from the government, very little social service. I saw her work so hard to provide for us. When I have the chance, like I do today, and every day I do this podcast to share our, our mom's wish list, our single moms, I take that chance because I have an audience that I can help inspire to do change, to preach positivity. But at the same time, we preach a lot of critical thinking. I didn't want to believe the initial allegations against Clayton Eckerd because he seemed like a good guy. But you can watch my old videos. I said, oh, this does not look good. And I looked at some of the quotes from the initial article where she said, she feared for the safety of our unborn twins. It felt suspect when she shared screen grabs that didn't have the full context 
and she shared, you know, uh, how hurtful Clayton was. And I was like, this isn't the guy that I think I have gotten to know. And then when we found out that there were court cases of stuff like this happening before, I mean, you tell me, you tell me who's got multiple restraining orders on men. It's not, it doesn't happen that often. And if it does happen in the rare case, I feel terrible for, for the person involved that they had to meet so many assholes. But with a case like this, it feels like fraud to me to try to deceive people to play the victim. That's what it feels like to me. Aren't I allowed to share my opinion? Aren't I allowed to share the thoughts that I have regarding court cases that are public? Court cases that she insisted must have been sealed in private only to find out that they weren't. So a couple days ago, there's a YouTube channel. It's called, there's a YouTube channel. It's called like um, Schnitzel Ninja or something like that. They uploaded the public court cases of Jane Doe and Greg Gillespie and Jane Doe and Clayton Eckerd and all these other men. And people are picking apart the sort of um, the psychology of it all. They're picking apart inconsistencies. They're looking at her behavior. They're judging her for drinking monster energy drinks when she's supposed to be 26 weeks pregnant or whatever the case may be. They're allowed to do that. That's not harassing anybody. Now, this person, Jane Doe, I mean, she made some, she's made, she sent me some wicked emails to the extent of, if I kill myself, I'm summarizing, if I kill myself, it's going to be blood on your hands. Trust me when I say, as somebody who has a predominantly female audience, 92 plus percent of my audience is women. Trust me when I say this, I don't take it lightly that she's, accusing me of being sort of the curator of her mental health issues. There is not a fan of mine that is wishing her ill will whatsoever. And I will be the first person to donate to a GoFundMe if the money is being used to evaluate and provide help for her mental health. We got more to talk about folks and I'll be right back. I heard there was a scathing, you know, 15 minutes or so on reality Steve's podcast. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, I'm going to have to see what he has to say. I'll probably play it or a, a portion of it on my YouTube video when I can get to it. A lot of commentary from people, a lot of DMs. I just have to tell everyone I thank you. Uh, I did respond to some criticism that was saying, oh, Dave, you're just doing this to monetize. Trust me when I say this from the depths of my heart. Trust me when I say this. This isn't the way I want to be making my money. I'm in a net negative for sure by dealing with this, okay? A net negative. The amount of time and energy my lawyer has had to spend talking to district attorneys and reading emails and filing uh, the response to the injunction against harassment. We submitted uh, information from the subpoena and we... It, it, did not, it, it did not provide the information I want. I'm going to get into more of that later because I'm running out of time. It's not a dead end, but Chase J. Jones, this person who created a fake identity, allegedly, as it appears, to take down Clayton Eckerd, who is believed to be tied to, possibly, allegedly, uh, uh, Jane Doe, this person does not exist on Patreon, according to Patreon. Even after we had a court-ordered subpoena for the billing rights, they do not exist. I have hard evidence that on October 19th, 2023, in the afternoon, at the exact time, Chase J. Jones joined Patreon. I have hard evidence. And I don't know if that um, billing information was removed from Patreon or not. I will be sharing it. But we are not done with the fight of tying that defamation, the frivolous lawsuits, and all of that uh, to their rightful owners. Now, 
if any of this upsets you. Rather than sow hate and division, let's do something good with our time. Today, we have two moms that need our help. They are part of our Christmas wish list. On Monday afternoon, we'll be doing a toy drive where we stay live on the live stream in the afternoon while we raise money and funds for these moms. If you click the link in the description or go to my Instagram at dneals and follow the link tree, you'll find the links to these Amazon wish lists. We have Allison in North Carolina with two kids, two teenagers. She said this, my husband moved out 13 years ago. I couldn't move because we share custody and had to remain in the small tourism town we live in, which is very expensive. My house is slowly falling apart and my extra funds I have, uh, I have to put towards that. We haven't had heat on heat or air conditioning for three years and I was able to get someone to repair it temporarily this year for some heat. I do what I can, but I really dread the holidays. I've created an Amazon wish list, just a gift card for each on there. So she's looking for something simple, folks. If you can help out, there's a link in the description. Samantha is in Vermont. She said, my husband recently lost his job. Both of our cars continue to need hundreds, if not thousands of dollars dumped into them and we continue to miss certain bills. We've prioritized what our daughters need and our mortgage and utilities so things don't get shut off. But even then, we still are behind on bills with tremendous medical and credit card debt. Something like this may seem little, but would be a tremendous help so we can focus more on some bills and other needs. Again, that's Allison and Samantha. And if anyone wants to donate, there's a link in the description below. And all of your help is greatly appreciated. These are part of our 12 days of giving. These are moms and families going through hard times that can use help from our community. And we are here to say we got your back. Again, live stream on Monday. If you want to be part of our live stream on Saturday, it'll be on my family vlog channel, Tasha Courtney and Dave Neal do fun things. It'll be Saturday afternoon and we're going to be doing a little gingerbread making out there. Yeah, that's right. By the way, I truly do hate that I'm spending so much time covering some of this other BS because there's so many stories to get to that we didn't cover today. Hunter Biden hit with nine charges in a federal tax case. We're going to have more information on this. It's going to be a wild day on Friday to end out the news. Um, uh, what else? What, I mean, what else can I share with you guys? There's so much going on out there. I guess we'll catch up on most of it today. We have a Nick Vile video in the works where he actually does some pretty reasonable defending of Gary Turner amidst all of the chaos. Us, um, and we've got a lot of other content to get to. I tell you what, though, I need I need to slow down. I need to stop and smell the roses. I need to hug my family. And I hope that this is sort of a reminder for you guys to do the same. I want you all to know that are out there. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. And it's thanks to uh, all of the support we have. And, you know, it just doesn't go unnoticed, folks. None of it goes unnoticed. Anyway, yeah, so uh, I'm going to share with you guys the response I got from Patreon after the subpoena. We're only, uh, what, less than two weeks away from the trial that I have. It might get it might get dismissed. It might get pushed. It might get thrown out. I have no idea. I have no idea what's to come. But I know that thanks to you guys, we've raised money on the GoFundMe. Uh, and uh, I appreciate that. It's going straight to legal costs. And, and, and anyhow, it means a lot to me, truly. I don't know. I don't know why this is going on. I don't mean this as a victim. I don't know why this is going on right now. I don't know why I was the one who decided not to shut up and cover this. But I do know if I wasn't covering this, I'd have a hard time sleeping at night. When people say, are you going to be okay getting some sleep? I think I would have a very hard time sleeping at night if I wasn't using my platform to stick up in a way that I think is tangible and helpful. Well, as I promised, I was going to wrap up this episode rocking around the Christmas tree. So let's join our pal, Brenda Lee. I'll be back this afternoon with so much more content. 
YouTube all day long, and Patreon.com slash Dave Neal if you want to be a part of the private membership community. Dick the halls with bows of holly. Link in the comment section below to donate to our amazing moms in need. Everyone dancing merrily in the new old-fashioned way. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.